We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When was the last time you had really good Texas-style barbecue? Eric's Family Barbecue, the way it's supposed to taste. Always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Eric's Family Barbecue uses only 100% fresh meat, slowly smoked over mesquite wood until it's juicy and delicious. We all know their brisket is the best, but have you tried their pulled pork, pork ribs, or rib tips? Amazing, and their sides are all house-made. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meat, mesquite, repeat. Make the trip. You won't be so Sorry, go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. You thought that was funny. You were laughing like a hyena when he said it. What the hell is wrong with you? Hot, 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 hot. Thank you, Randy. Big show tonight, too. We got another drunk fest tonight as uh, we go over to Four Peaks. And uh, we're not going to be drunkards. We're going to drink responsibly. We're going to drink a lot. We are. Cha-ching cha Says you. Responsibly yeah. drink a lot. Yeah, that's coming from the James Taylor guy. Responsible. Oh, you wouldn't you wouldn't have held with me last night. You'd <laughs> no. Have been, you'd have been desert floor again. You'd have been dude sitting out in the dirt wondering, yep. wondering what's going on with I'd your life. I'd have been happier out yeah. there. No, that's true. It, you would have, you'd have looked just like everyone else, kind of like drowning in your own misery. You uh, guys go in. I'm going to sleep out here. Yeah. Drinking responsibly means you drink a ton of it and don't act like an asshole. That's how I think of it. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I don't think of drinking responsibly as minimizing your intake. Oh, okay. All right. Well, yeah. thanks for clarifying. No, you drink as much as you can. You just don't turn into an Irishman. That's all. <laughs> you handle yourself. Be an adult. Drink like an adult, I say. They need to change the whole thing. Not drink responsibly. Drink like a goddamn adult. It should say it at the bottom of every beer commercial. Drink. Be a goddamn adult if you're drinking. And that doesn't mean I'm only going to have two. You can have 20 of them. Know your limits. Handle yourself like an adult. If you're a girl and your shirt comes off when you have a couple of beers, know that. I remember a Tony Tonight's Roma's a good a, spot to go to. We had three girls. All you had to do was get one shot in them and the shirts were coming off. Like They, they don't know. Right. They, yeah. they didn't know. There's, you think it's one out of 20? Uh, one out of yeah. 30? I think it's a like high that. percentage of women that are like, <laughs> and her boobs are out and she's jumping off a thing into a pool. They don't get it. And some dudes that have two or three beers that are looking at you all cross-eyed and trying to punch. or Destruction get, guy. They don't understand how their bodies work. They're bad at drinking. Drink responsibly means drink like a goddamn adult. You can have 12 of them, but look me in the eye at the end of the night and go, uh, you're a good person, I'm going to leave now. I don't like the Once you start slurring and sloshing around and tipped, I, I like people who can drink like crazy and you don't even know they've been drinking. And then later... In the privacy, they're like when a cat hurts itself. They hide. They can finally unwind. Yeah, they hide, and they, they nurse their wounds until they're back. That's what drunks need to do. You leave when you're about to get embarrassing. That's drinking responsible. We're going to do a ton of that tonight. Four Peaks. They're going to bring some beer this morning, too. Oh, nice. Melissa's bringing Ching Chavez. And you can still get it uh, online, like a little bit. They're, they bottled a ton of this stuff. So you can still go to 98kupd.com and get it done. They're going to cut it off at like noon. 
today so they can have everything ready by tonight. So that's last-second stuff. But if you're into that and you want to get your Ching Chavez bottles and help out the Humane Society and drink one of the best beers that uh, that they make down there, and I I stand by that in a heartbeat, that's one of the best ones they've got. Uh, we'll be giving them out tonight, ready to go, and having a party. And that drinking team's going to be there. It's going to be puppies. Be, it's going to be crazy. Puppies, the drinking team, a bunch of you guys. It's going to be uh, pretty awesome how big this is going to be. Tonight's going to be a madhouse. A madhouse. And I, for one, can't wait. In a good way. In a great way. Yeah. A lot of fun people. These are always fun, but this one's going to be its going to be epic. <laughs> uh, people are saying the stuff about uh, going last night. You should have started a bonfire. I wonder what would have happened. Who'd have, like, burned it? We'd have, we'd have done a, the city a service by getting rid of about 8,000 of its citizens. There's no way anybody would have gotten out of there. Great White and James Taylor have the exact same <laughs> problems. Uh, this guy says uh, his name is uh, Kadeem Cadet. Says I'm 30. I'm married to a white girl who introduced me to James Taylor, and I'm with Brett. That is the whitest, sleepiest music I've ever heard. It is white and sleepy. You should hear it live, Kadim Cadet. It's a very musical name, by the way. Yeah, Kadim Cadet, you should have been there with me. Uh, and, and I like that Scott Haynes said, well, I guess it's, it's happening to you. You're going to start having supper now instead of dinner because old people <laughs> eat supper. Did you go to supper before the concert? We did. A nice supper. We missed our programs, and hopefully we got them uh, taped on our VCRs. Did you guys go to Luby's or uh, what are those other that would have been brilliant. Country, that would have been a brilliant move to hit a to hit a real early bird at one of those places. And I'm like, what are we doing? You'll see. The night just gets better and better. <laughs> uh, and yeah, and you just get in, and it makes you into old people are fun as individual old people. In gaggles, they're the worst. When we visit Paula, our ninety one year old friend. And she's got her stuff together. She she hates old people more than she's teaching me how to hate old people. The older you nice. get, the more you hate them. They're the worst. And she lives in a uh, it's really nice. Uh, it's not assisted living, but they've got it's apartments for old people. She can come and go. An adult community. Oh yeah. She's not in the big house. No, yet. no, no, no. And there is no big house at this one. Okay. They just you just die in this one. You're just healthy enough to be there, and then you're out. Then okay. Uh, the the old place used to have a building behind it that was that was the next step to God. Like once you left the when you need full time yeah, care, the freedom living turned into I ain't got to be in the apartments. No, she's got a great place, but we go there all the time. And she goes, I hate these old women. Like, <laughs> and and you stand in that lobby and they just fight and argue about everything. I mean, the door opens. That breeze is brutal. The door closes. It's hot. Like sec- every second, there's another problem. And she's like, all they do is bitching. The new chef is terrible. And the new chef's like right where you are. I'm sorry, ma'am. Did you not? You don't know what you're doing. And then the other one's, yeah, we pay a lot of money. And that always comes up. And then uh, Justin points out a good thing. It's my, our old friend Chuck Powell said this, and I remember he used to, he hated old people. And he says, uh, this isn't an elder millennial talking, but I've grown very intolerant of the elderly for the most part. They keep acting like things in their day used to be great, and they weren't. As if living long enough. Uh, to feel like the world owes you something on a silver platter. Your buddy Chuck Powell said it once, and I'll never forget it. Old people aren't entitled to anything but a hip toss into the gravel. And I, I don't disagree with that. When you're talking about old people saying, oh, I do hate that. About, I, I, I'm, if there's one voice message that I like to get out there is that it's easier to be alive today than ever before. The only thing that we are is the most complaining generations, three in a row, ever. 
And we are we bitch about everything being the worst. We're so self-absorbed, we think that nobody's ever had it worse than us. We're overcoming so much. We're constantly told everything's a struggle, everything's a hurdle. And there are hurdles. But it's never like it's never been easier to be alive than now. It's never been a greater time to be on the planet than right now. We have the most conveniences. We're healthiest. And it's the complaining, never. you can understand how the older generation is like, wow, your problem. Oh, they are hate this. us because of that. Yeah. Pussies. They've never had a. Yeah. They've they've had real like, like you look back at the stuff they were going. It's never been different. Never been better. But old people talking about how great it was when they were younger. And how this this is all this is just a mess with this uh f- you guys said black people <laughs> you didn't allow anybody who didn't look exactly like you to do anything you used to hose people off and tried to go to school it's a horrible generation of awful people who act like they had it figured out and they didn't our, all of our all of you listening your grandparents were sweet people to you in a group. As a as a bundle, horrible, f- horrible people, <laughs> horrible, all of them. Did you know your grandparents? Yeah, they, they were around when you were. Yeah, yeah. horrible. <laughs> like by standards of like humanity. Well, if you go by today, oh yeah. no, you oh, go yeah, by yeah, then even. If you go by then even, uh, horrible. Yeah, I would. Say. <laughs> yeah, I'd say. even by then by those standards, they were proud of it though. They were. Proud well, they of didn't their... see a problem with it no. because back then that was the norm. Bigotry, oh yeah, uh, you know, uh, keeping people away. It was, yeah, it was just constant. Yeah, awful, it was the norm then. So people. it was just, you know, yep, awful people. They'd say terrible stuff that would make you cringe. Oh my god! <laughs> and then now they're like eighty. Well, when I was younger, and th- this this country is falling apart. I'm like you guys had no, like you thought it was great back then when you had people in cages or trees or dragging behind your car because you might have kissed a guy. <laughs> I think Bruce kissed a man. Tie him to the Ford, honey. <laughs> that's that's how the planet used to be so much better. As you see, there was a Mexican boy in the main room. We're going to have to do some dealing at the country club with this one. Well, Brady got to see that at the country club oh. that he was at. I mean, yeah, your grandparents in were a horrible. Bubble. Yeah. yeah, horrible people. But the people that came in from southern they, Columbus uh, were allowed to be in certain rooms, but not all of them. You and just didn't have to deal better. with it too often. Because they didn't even make it in city limits. <laughs> right. People that weren't allowed in. That's right. It's like, you know, you're just in this bubble in a way. Look, I didn't grow up in a bubble, but I knew that in Crown Point, Indiana, if the lights came on and people of color were outside, they ran the risk of being arrested. This was in the late 70s. What are you outside for? And then Ohio State football, you know, my um, both grandfathers, but the one, my mom's side of the family, was really big alumni yep. supporter of that, and he... Was uh, into that, so we didn't really hear, you know, like on that stuff. There was never like, oh, geez, I'm worried about him saying something if friends yeah. were over. And oh, you didn't football. have to worry, yeah, because he knew and how I, to handle himself in a world without uh, people that didn't look just like him. He didn't think bad things. He never was confronted with them. He was surrounded by uh, equal people, and then somebody in charge took care of all the extra. Like, oh, we've got too many of these types of people. We can't. They can't have a group of them show up. I guarantee you, your grandpa got nervous. If more than four people of color were in a room and he didn't know them from the Ohio State football team, guarantee it. I don't think it ever happened. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> guarantee. It was a horrible group of people, horrible generation of people, and they're the ones telling us, "Oh, it's so much better." Rockwell, you know what Rockwell never painted? Uh, anything other than what Brady looks like right now? Nothing. <laughs> 
That was their utopia. So, yeah, listen to old people complain as how bad it is today. It's not. This is the best it's ever been, except for, for this guy. Uh, says, I want to say thanks to the crackhead who stole my wallet and ID last night at Walmart. Made me spend an hour on the phone with customer service to cancel stuff. That's I'm, the worst. It's my whole morning. Signed, Trace. Yeah, sorry about that. That is going to stink. Canceling things is not easy. We're experiencing a higher number of calls than we expected. Every place you have to call is always experiencing more phone calls than they thought they were going to get. And that's the message. We're experiencing a large volume of phone calls right now. You have one person answering phones. Oh, yeah. I guarantee there's one guy on the line dealing with somebody. It's miserable. And all I care about, and I thought it was going to happen last night for sure because it was my birthday. It was symmetry that I was going to win that Powerball. Check out. Nope. But neither did any of you. And now we're at a billion dollars for a lottery win. This is the record now, right? Oh, yeah. It's got to be. Because I think yeah. the last time it was third third highest. So now yeah. I guess. A billion dollars for this thing. And uh, that's pretty amazing when you start thinking about, you know, things that are in trouble, how much money the lottery, all our vices are doing, but the lottery getting a billion dollars and all that tax money that's going to come from us just pouring more in. And I don't how about know what, the, your uh, owner of Canes, Brett? Oh, yeah, stepped yeah. up and bought 50,000 tickets for, for his employees. Yep. He's got to do it again. Maybe. Well, they lost. Yeah, they lost. So, I mean. It, those are, what, two bucks? So, that's 100 grand he yeah. dropped down just for his employees. He'd probably throw another 100. But I bet you they'd be. I bet, guarantee you there's a bunch of them complaining, too. We'll probably just give the 100 grand. <laughs> that's pretty nice, getting a Powerball ticket from the boss. It's not a great big gift. But if he's doing it for every single employee in the company, it's a pretty nice chunk of change he threw down. A billion dollars. We don't even have an office one going, do we? No. No. I don't think we w- I think that's how greedy this building is. I don't think anybody wants to split a billion dollars with their coworkers. Toledo always does the lottery. Okay. No, but didn't he used to do the pools and stuff, get everybody together? He or? would try to get some. HUD was big on it. Uh, our okay. our yeah, old sales guy, HUD, used to come down and try to get everybody involved in the lottery thing. But, yeah, I think we've gotten to the point now where I'll just buy my own. I don't want to split it with, you know, Har and Danny and Jill. And I'll just, if I win, I win on my own, which basically says you're not getting any from me if I do win. But I want to know, like, who in the, if you won a billion dollars, you would feel, I don't know if you'd be guilty. Like, I'd start handing money to people that I, like, I probably would just give money to people down in the sales department. Like, here's a couple hundred bucks. Them? Yeah. A couple a bil- hundred. A billion dollars is. It is weird to sit and be a lot of gift cards. And you know what it would be? Honestly, (laughs) it would be goodbye money. Yeah. I think it would be that thing. It was like, don't feel bad about never seeing me again because now you're so beneath me. There's no reason for us to be friends. Here's here's three hundred dollars. And it would be uh, this is for the year, year and a half hit you're going to take. Yeah, I'd be like, I'd give exactly because the show's (laughs) the show's gone. The station is dead now. Uh, We're going to go ahead until you guys find something new and you very possibly can. I would give Jill a bunch. Like, I would tear it. You know? It'd be like Santa Your favorites, Claus. And then, oh, you did the like, lunch like, thing. Like, right? the last person I'd be looking at would be like, sorry about that, Joseph. Here's $50. <laughs> I like you, but I've never really interacted with you that much. And since I'm giving everybody something, I feel like I have to give you a, here's a 50. I think, I don't know if Grant's on a 50. Here you go. I've never seen one. Here you go. But I have a billion dollars. Now, we can't be friends. I can't remain friends with anyone I currently know. You're a good kid. Here's a BOGO. Could you? You couldn't be friends with anyone you currently know anymore. 
with a billion dollars. You'd have to make yeah, all new friends. No, you couldn't. He could. It would Come be, on. Brady, it would be like having a bunch of Jeremy's around. All your friends become yeah, Jeremy I, yeah, immediately. If you have a billion dollars, he, all your friends are yeah, Jeremy. Yeah, you'll find out really quick. Right? All of them are Jeremy's. Like, oh, he likes. He wants to go for two for Tuesdays. Hey, Tuesday. buddy. Yeah, yeah. No, like, I don't, he doesn't beg for money, but it's, you're just not in the same class anymore. And with a billion dollars, you've got to start hanging around with the Elon Musks and the, you know, the, the Jenner Kardashians. You've got to get into a different class of people that are like you. And not like enamored with your wealth. You wouldn't have you real gotta friends. Find the, you got to find your bubble. Get yeah. that bubble. Because you can't have real friends. When you've got a billion dollars, you can't have Brady hanging around. Because I'm always thinking, hmm, what's he want? And you're always thinking, what, what can I get here? This guy's got it. All you'd be thinking about is he's a billionaire. He's a billionaire. You wouldn't have a normal train of thought with me at all. You, you and I both, every time we've been to, you, you do it when you go to that. It's Jordy Hormel's place. You, you always know where the closest billionaire is as to what you're in. You know who owns this? No. Jordy Hormel. I heard that from you a million times we were in that house, and then I started to do it. I guess Jordy Hormel owns this, the guy who invented spam. <laughs> I'm just starting making out stories. <laughs> but when you're in a billionaire's presence, that's all anyone talks about. He's got billions. And it changes everything. So this, this next Powerball win is a friend eliminator. You playing, actually? Oh, I'm in. Are you? Okay. Hell yeah. It's a friend eliminator. Is it one of those things so, where you wait for it to get to a certain amount before you'll play? I do. Okay. And that is, what is I was number? waiting for a billion. Isn't that the <laughs> stu- yeah. Play. You're going to play now? I haven't I gotta, played since. So I, got into, well. I got into the 700 million mark, and I thought I should probably dabble. That meant <laughs> dip my foot into this. Pond. So you went in. Oh, yeah. Love the, right. the last two. I didn't think. Two About as good as crypto right at this point. Oh, so, no. You know crypto, I mean? crypto is still fingers crossed, but... Yeah, this one, you dabble. And it's so arrogant of me to say, well, that's not a big enough jackpot for me to even involve myself, that 90 million. <laughs> what an idiot. That's the one you should go after. But a billion dollars is a friend killer. I don't want anybody. I would. I, I think because it would be just all in a day. And after taxes, and people will email me, taxes get 500 million. Okay, I'll, I'm okay. I'll, I'll suffer. I'll live with that. I'll but figure something out. I'm still out. getting rid of most of my friends. I don't think I'm going to have most of them around. You're gone. Oh, thanks. <laughs> well, it's true. I might talk to yours. No, probably not. I'm, Text every now and then. No, I'd probably no. get a new number and just eliminate the old. And <laughs> I just open that new door to billionaire people. Hi, guys. Oh, it's the new kid. Yeah, I'm going to be quiet. Yeah, you got to start. You got to start hanging around a better class of people that can that aren't enamored by your wealth constantly. Because that's you know, then it's going to be mad at you all the time if you don't foot the bill. You can't be around people that are uh, like Jeremy. That's the reason you can't go to dinner with Jeremy. He's never going to offer to pay if I'm there. He just assumes it, and he should because I'm probably going to pay because I feel sorry for you. That's not a friendship. <laughs> that's me going on oh, this poor kid. He needs weed money, and he's probably scraping the bottom of a Folgers can to get it. Oh yeah, you just look down on people. You'd be you'd be horrible. Yeah, sorry, Brett. We can't be friends if I have a billion, and I can't be your friend if you have a billion. Get a billion dollars, you wouldn't come over to my house. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. 
Oh, did, yeah, I would. <laughs> yeah, to, <laughs> what? yeah, this I is would. why we can't be friends. <laughs> Look at his first thought was to, to, was. to make fun of me. Hey, oops. Dropped see, a pound I, of 100. This is why I don't want to be your friend. Would you You'd see that face he lit up like a Christmas tree? Oh, yeah, I'd go to your house all the time. I don't want you there. That stupid billionaire Brett's here again. <laughs> Just wanted to come by and show you my new fleet. Ah, oh, mother. Gullwing doors. Still riding that adorable little bike. Oops. I dropped another golden diamond pinky ring. You can have it. <laughs> I got another one in my Bentley outside. Why you can't be friends. Brett just pointed it out with one thing. Oh, yeah, I would. <laughs> His desire to rub it in would be great. And nobody out there is different. Designer suicide tendency shirts. Oh, yeah. Oh. I, would, I would disappear, though. I Me would be, too. I would literally just be, later, guys. Yeah. I'd be, in, I'd be in Italy for dinner tonight because oh. I can. That sounds Why great. not? God, that sounds great. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? First class all the way over there. That's exactly right. And you'd be getting Italian ragu. Oh, oh that would man. be amazing. <laughs> what is this? You know what you could do is buy that ragu and then uh, close her up. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. <laughs> Brett bought ragu and then shut it down. <laughs> Why? Just because. It would cost you all of it, but it might be worth it. Might be worth it. And, and I, I always bring this up whenever we get into these giant lottery talks, but all you people out there that are in your cars going, I would keep my job and I would keep my no, you friends. Wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't keep your job. A, I'd fire you the second you won the lottery. Brady wins the lottery. By the way, all you in the room, you're fired. Oh, yeah. I don't want you coming in. I don't want you sitting there going, oh. <sighs> you'd be the worst employee I'd ever had. It, it, like walking in the room, you'd be like, uh, you don't need this. I need people to need their jobs, not just because it's a hobby that they can leave anytime. That's threatening. You want people going to work because it's like sort of necessity in their life. Because then they'll try harder. They, they need the job. They'll put in the effort. It happens with contracts in the NFL. I was like, if we give them the money, is it going to keep trying? And a lot of them don't. I might yeah. buy Katie KB. <laughs> Why would you? Well, see, if well, we, I can straighten uh, it up, first of all. And then uh, second, <laughs> I run it as a loss. <laughs> when, and when you say straighten it up, <laughs> yeah. you mean, what like, do you mean? <laughs> fix the rough wow. edges? Oh, or, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> He enjoys his own bigotry. Yeah. A fool and his money are soon parted. <laughs> uh, when I hear the phrase, I would buy KDKB. <laughs> oh, that guy's going to lose it all. And I get the hostess factor yeah. out of it. Next thing you know, we're three years in and Brett's asking for his job back. Yeah, no didn't you have a billion dollars? <laughs> I'm an idiot. I bought Ragu and I closed it and I bought KDKB and I tried to straighten it out. There's no straightening that thing out. It's not a choice. They were born that way. <laughs> Overnights in five years. Oh. And it would be great because Brett would get sued for a billion dollars on the second day of having a billion dollars for going into the KDKB thing. All right. Uh, all you twinks are out. <laughs> You're fired. And then the lawsuits come rolling <laughs> yeah. in. I'm straightening this dump out. <laughs> three o'clock. <laughs> I just lost all my money. <laughs> Dustin's got gold all over him. <laughs> Tried to fire us, twinks. Yeah, it's crazy. It's uh, nobody, nobody who wins a billion dollars is going to be... And I'll tell you that, the money doesn't change you, it changes everyone around you, and then you change because of that. Yeah. Especially family members. Well, then it's all the handouts. That's it. Hey! Oh, it's weird. You come into a couple of bucks, and people are different to you, and then you don't give it to them, and all of a sudden they're like, oh, you've changed, man. Like, now you're the jerk, and you like, kind of have to. That's you have, to, I said, I would you just have to relocate yeah. a little bit oh, yeah. for a year. You disappear. Oh, you got to go away. And you can't, you gotta, it's, it's a sad fact that you have to sort of kind of get rid of a good group of the, the normals. You're in a different group. You know, they do that in the NFL. 
uh, it's it's a weird comparison, but rookie symposium, the first thing they tell them all is you got to get rid of the hangers on. These people that and if have you're going to keep the, one around, yeah. it's the one who takes takes the uh, sword for you, right? The guy, yeah, the the guy that's going to fall on it for you when you screw. But you got to get rid of your friends. You left a you're, you're leaving a terrible area, and you can give back to that community, but you cannot bring these people with you. Rap, uh, rock music, and and uh, football. Look at mostly. MC Hammer. I MC mean, Hammer just... tried to be good to people yeah. with money, and they killed him. Yep, they drained him. And I guarantee you, if MC Hammer had a time machine, he'd go back and he wouldn't buy anybody anything. He'd walk around. Like, yeah, he'd walk around. Nope, not buying it. Nope, this was a bad idea. You take those gigantic pants and float away, Genie, because you're not getting the house out of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Billion dollars. You'd think it would be great, but you wouldn't be hanging out with your friends anymore. Yeah, not at all. And your coworkers would go away. You'd pay them to go away. <laughs> And if you win, don't keep your job. Nobody wants you around because you're gloating. Look, you're all Brett. Deep down, you're all Brett. I was being honest. Everybody else is sitting here lying you're to themselves. Brett. Would you want to come to my house after you win oh, a billion? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Rubbing his hands together. I'd make a tour. I'd go to everybody's I house, first know. of all. Not That's just you. why we're done <laughs> being friends. you. <laughs> we can't be pals with you loaded. That I'd would be, be on tour. Oh, it's like... <laughs> it's like Given a, a chimpanzee a machine gun, this is a terrible idea. <laughs> New money. Brett's tons of money. Oh, can you imagine how poorly dressed and how silly he would look in his gold suits and his... Like Rodney Dangerfield oh, Caddyshack. He'd look insane. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Oh, it would be an incredibly... You'd be so disgustingly hard to deal with. That big dumb smile that wouldn't wipe off his face. And, and you'd be the a, same oh, way. Of course, but I wouldn't drive to your house to oh, rub it you in. Would you would, too. You would, too. You'd make a tour of everybody's first house. Of all, yeah. First of all, even in my current condition, I won't go in your neighborhood. Second, I'm not driving my gigantic... Uh, if the helicopter can land there, yeah, maybe. Exactly. I'm going to Brett's house. How embarrassing. Might fly over. Oh, yeah, oh, I'll fly over it. And I'd release that frozen... Poop from the airplane bath bathroom. <laughs> oh, that thing that falls out, those rocks that they bomb people with. That probably is just billionaires dropping their poop the ice two bombs out of their planes. Another plane dropped a poop sickle on a, pl- on a house. I'm like, oh, direct hit. Yeah, no, you can't be a good winner of the lot. You can't do it. No. Cannot do it. I would like to think that you can, and I think a lot of people think that they're different, and you're, oh, John, you're a jerk. Did you hear about the last big winner? Uh-uh. Nope, they're gone. Yeah, because they disappeared. <laughs> Talk to their friends. Well, I haven't heard. Gone. Hide no hair, they say. <laughs> Gates well, gone. It's always the ones, like you said, that, that, that try to flaunt it and stuff like that and try to help everybody out. They and lose then they're it. broken four years. Yep, they lose it. Yeah, I would, I would. Unfortunately, I would have to. I can't think of anyone currently in my Would life. you do an episode with uh, David on uh, Millionaire Lottery? Oh, I get my Buffalo Dream Rants. Homes. How much did you win? <laughs> billion dollars oh my god we're gonna get such a huge <laughs> buffalo ranch you're gonna be uh his gonna, head would explode the biggest buffalo can i have a tattoo of you <laughs> he's covered in tattoos from the neck down we took a look at a five thousand acre buffalo ranch it'd be the best show oh it'd ever. be the best one I also wanna, imagine uh, yeah, i want to buy the looking? ragu plant and give it to my friend brett <laughs> oh my god he's gonna buy ragu thank you david can i live in one of your guest houses no you can go work at KDKB. I know a guy who would hire you in a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah, I would go on that show. And it would be would, the last you saw of me. 
It would be a, the millionaire house hunting or my dream home lottery win. Or those guys that uh, I don't know if they're still doing them where they're buying islands. Yep, I would do that. You can buy an island. It's great. Good luck to all of you. And I hope all of you lose all your friends and get your billion dollars and all new friends show up. So next thing you know, you're out on a yacht with Leonardo DiCaprio because you're hanging out at the same places. And life just got better. Me and, and Toby McGraw. That's the other thing. You think I want to drag you two morons out to my new place where Leo is? <laughs> These are your old I'm friends. not your turtle. No, these are your, no, you're not my turtle. You're my hillbilly friend and I wouldn't want around anymore. <laughs> he shows up in his gunga shirt. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> gunga gunga. Yeah, that's great. Anyway, Leo, I'm sorry. You I had come to home. There, all four guys are at the house. That yeah, entourage yeah, thing I, was just. It's, it's not a. You'd be out. <laughs> And Leo and I would be standing there with Brad Pitt and the gang. Yeah, sorry. Who's that? Is that like your is that an elderly woman? No, that's Brady. I used to work with him. <laughs> he, he's going to bother us. <laughs> I'll get rid of him. I'm sorry. Don't you hobnobbing with my crew and asking for cash at the end of the day. We'd be doing all sorts of crazy stuff you couldn't afford. That's the goal. Good luck to everybody out there. Billion dollars in that thing. Billion dollars. None of, by the way, none of you are going to win it. <laughs> Me too. But Enjoy the dreams. Fun to fantasize about it. Now and that two dollars is a it's, great. It, it ain't going anywhere for you. But the best part is, is I've already fantasized my life without everybody, and Brett's already fantasized his life of rubbing it in. Yep. <laughs> Everyone. What's amazing yep. is I'll uh, be on tour. I'm telling you. Oh, you. I'm, I'm making a tour. Hey, you'd be out of dough so fast. <laughs> It's the lottery for some people when you uh, think about winning it. You do more estate planning and uh, oh, yeah. living wills work than yeah. you ever do when Absolutely. you need to be, have it I'm done. In, I'm in the middle of that process. of. Tra- I'm, still, I'm not really even in the middle of it, but I'm working on that living will thing. And You're right. I've never put that much thought into my own real reality. But, but I, power, I have, but I have everything. Vega millions I, comes around. I know exactly what I'm going to do with every, every <laughs> penny. I know where it's going. I know who gets it in the end. It's yeah. I have it all mapped out for my fantasy world, my reality world. I'm like, I'll get to that later. It's crazy, uh, but yeah. Good luck to all of you. I guess when's the next drawing? Is it Friday or it's tomorrow? No, they do Tuesday and Friday or Saturday. Uh, I don't know. I don't either. I don't even know. I think it's Saturday. Toledo would know this. I don't know. <laughs> this lady goes, uh, racists, they're all racists, talking about old people. I take care of elderly people because their kids can't stand them. Go figure. Uh, the poor people of color I work with hear horrible things constantly. She's a really nice lady for a black lady is a common <laughs> phrase. He's okay even if he's gay. Old white people are the worst, Sign Miranda. Yep, it's true. And they always tell us how things are falling apart. But Think about living in their generation. If you had any sort of diverse look at all, or if you decided that you liked a, a dude instead of a, you know, ladies, and you're twinking around in Brett's world and just try to be nice to it. Oh, my goodness. I had my toenails Don't painted. Don't they know about the down low? Paula, who is incredibly uh, open to everything, saw that I had my toenails painted. I got a manicure. And if I'm going to have a slave, she's doing the whole thing. That's how I always look at those pedicures and manicures. I don't do the hands, but I had a pedicure. And so... uh I'm like, you're painting them, too, Earl Scheib. Get down there. And so she does the whole shebang. And then Paula's looking at my toes, and she goes, it's kind of gay, isn't it? And I'm like, well, I don't know if that's, that makes you gay. I think when you 
when you blow a guy, that makes you gay. This is just paint on toes. And she goes, oh, ick. And I'm like, oh, it still gets her, even though she, she didn't like it. And she's got gay friends and this thing. She doesn't care. But me being gay, a straight person, that was beneath me. Mm, yuck. Gay guy. I didn't know. I'm you. with her, man. I didn't know you I'm twinked out. Yeah, sure, you were gays. You're from that generation. You were raised that way, Brady, to hate the gays. By the way, Tony Dow, he's alive again. I don't know how this happened. He died yesterday at the end of our show. Wally from Leave it to Beaver. Yeah. And then, uh, evidently, uh, Jerry Mathers, the beaver, called the Red Witch, and they brought him back to life, and he'll never die now again. He's back on the wall. But they said he's, like, in hospice, barely he's hanging on. Done. I mean, he's done. I mean, Why just, not just They went ahead. Go ahead. Roll it out. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, out. Well, the, right. Just let it go. Somebody said he was dead yesterday. The news breaks. All the alerts go down. Oh, leave it to Beaver star. Tony Dow played Wally dead at age 74. And then, like, an hour later, his family's like, no, he's not. He's a fighter. Oh, he's alive. It was a, and then they're like, he's in hospice, though. Like, oh, so it's a matter of time. Well, you don't have, we don't need the official death time. Tony Dow is dying. Hey, Wally. How come everybody's saying you're dead? I'm dying, beef. Well, all right. I guess I'll put this pill over your face. <laughs> the last episode of Leave it to Beaver is <laughs> Beaver killing him with dignity. I guess I could kill you, Wally, if all this pain's too much for you to tolerate. Wouldn't a pill over my face, Beef? Uh, okay. It's probably what Mom would want. <laughs> and he goes to jail. There's a big trial. Oh, that would killing be Wally. great. You could reboot it. <laughs> the last days of Wally. Leave it to Beaver takes on a whole new meaning. Breaking when, Beaver. When he has to be. I guess we'll just leave it to Beaver. So I got power of attorney and stuff? You sure do, Beef. Does that mean I get to pull the plug? Yep. Okay. I left it to Beaver. <laughs> he kills him like the first chance he gets. Yeah, that's a... I thought Tony Dow would be older, but he's not. And then and more racist old people news. Brady talked about this morning. I watched this press conference yesterday with uh, Jerry Jones. Jerry yeah. Jones of Dallas Cowboys. He's talking about Michael, his coach, McCarthy. His face is all slicked back. He's got new work done. I mean, it's tighter than ever. I just think that we're really going for it next year. In fact, I want to eulogize a former cowboy. <laughs> and he starts to eulogize an old friend that was a cowboy and starts the to, scouting guy. Yeah, there. scouting guy. And he's trying to bring me a bunch of players and he's bringing me a midgets. <laughs> and they're like, <gasps> he said midgets. And everybody Twice. lost it. The, my favorite part of the story that I read this morning, though, because, yeah, he said it two times thinking nobody cared. And the little people of America are coming after him strong. So there's a group. Yeah, there's a group called the little people the of America. LPA. Right? Yeah. And then they said it's in, in it, it says the largest uh, known group for uh, dwarves and little people. And I'm like, why would you join a smaller one? Why would you get... Like, you're, everything about your life is little. Yeah, is there, a f- uh, like, a fundamental side of it? <laughs> Why are you? Like yeah, a, yeah, the fundamentalists where they get to marry, yeah, like, ten of them. They're a little extreme. But they said that, and like, Little People of America is considered the world's largest dwarfism foundation. There are smaller dwarfism foundations. Why don't they just all get one big, like, everything they do is small. Why would you join the small one? Like you, you got. Why do have... I think of that resort up in Flagstaff, <laughs> Little America? Every no, it's not, not the same. It's I know. Not the same. But if you're going to join anything, don't join the little one. Everything in your life is already dwarfism. Get into the big group. But I they're think very that's angry. the one you had. 
That might have been on your Alaskan cruise line. That the LPA? Been, yeah. Maybe. But they, they, they want to abolish the M word. Abolish it. Now there's an M word? Well, the M word. You up. didn't know that? No, I, Boy, can't you, up, I can't keep up with them all. It's been a while, bro. <laughs> there's an N word, an F word, an S word. I mean, a C word. I mean, geez. there's two R words. Redskins and retard. Oh, you can't yeah. say either of those. I forgot anymore. about that, yeah. Uh, you got, uh, yeah, there's multiple C words. Because it's like yeah. Chinaman and things like that. G word. What's that one? Oh, yeah, you can't yeah. do that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's words for, there's a letter for all of them. Well, the M word was never coined as an official term to identify people with dwarfism, but was created as a label used to refer to people of short stature who are on public display for curiosity or sport. That's how the M word started. That's how midget started. Like P.T. Barnum basically started to say it. And, and he would like put them up on stages and say, look at this one. And people would give like a couple of bucks and <laughs> stare at it. Do they still have the racing series? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Like the midget cars, they call them? Hey, 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 hey. They do call it that, though, yeah. don't they? Yeah, I wonder if that's changed. Well, if they ab- how do you abolish a word? It, it, it can't. You just make it the it's most. there regardless. Yeah, you make it dangerous. That's all. You just make that word super dangerous. Well, and then they had, remember the, in the, back in the 70s, they had those MG midgets, too. The cars. The yeah, cars. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. right. You're right. What, well, peewee football used to be midget football? We used to call it that. I don't think it was ever titled yeah, that. Yeah, we had it here. Signs up and stuff at, at school. Midget football tryouts, midget football. I guess it was. Yeah. And that nary a midget on the team. <laughs> can't say that. The but words? Jerry said it as a joke yesterday, and uh, it fell flat because after watching the video, he said it twice. I think he's like, maybe they didn't hear me. Midget, midget, midget. And he said it a bunch, and then like, you got to apologize. It, it was he, supposed to be, I think he was describing a, a prank where he right. was going to come in like a mini version of this right. coach. They were going to bring a little version and like because a midget version, right? And he thought and that's what he telling did. this story would be hilarious because you know how how hysterical would it be to hire a small person to do that. Which is essentially what they're mad at in the first place, using them as a joke. And then he said, uh, so he apologized. Earlier I made a reference, which I understand may have been viewed as offensive, and I apologize. Yeah. But do you? It was up until about an hour prior to that. He didn't know or care. And I've always said that one. That's going to be a tough one for people to stop saying because we're not scared of the people who are telling us to stop saying it. Our friends, I mean, like um, Chewy or whoever, I mean, if they've said that, that bothers me then, yeah. okay. The rock and roll little person. Yeah. Like Bridget, the little person yeah. that was at the thing. Bridget, the midget, made a career calling herself that, and then suddenly it's like taboo for us to say it. And then on the marquee at the highlighter, she was stripping under Bridget, the little person, which is not as melodic. <laughs> I'm sure that was the club doing that. Yeah. That wasn't her. But again, yeah. We're not scared of that group of people uh, physically, so that's going to be a tough one for them to tell us to stop. <laughs> There's no real challenge. There's no real threat to them ganging up on us, <laughs> which, is the- which is why we're like, we're going to keep saying it. It's true. <laughs> which is why most of the things are said. I don't feel threatened. Oh, the N-word scares the hell out of us because it's like that group of people, they'll get mad and start fighting. I watch boxing. The white guy doesn't win too often. So we'll we'll temper that one for sure. That's been that's reasonable. I think uh, little people are kind of like, come on, uh, what are you going to do about it? And I do think that's the general mentality. You don't want to offend anybody, like intentionally hurt them. 
but that word slipping out isn't as scary as like as saying the Redskins in the casino. Because, you know, that's a bunch of able-bodied folk that can take care of you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you say, even slipping up saying the M-word in a group of little people, you're kind of still feel safe. So that's, I'm just saying, from a reality standpoint, that's a tough one to try to abolish because us grown-ups, we're not going to stop. <laughs> we think it's a funny word. We don't necessarily think you're funny. Oh, yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. And when I was on that Alaskan cruise line and they had that little person's convention, I swear to you, there has never been more entertainment value from just sitting there watching than watching four or five hundred little people enjoy each other's company to a degree that you can't imagine. The euphoria of them being in one place together at the same time. Plus, I felt like a monster. And I still never (laughs) felt scared. I still never felt like, boy, even if they got uppity, me and about 15 other guys could handle this whole group. (laughs) Especially because I want to, like, toss them overboard would be sandbags. <laughs> but dwarf is okay, and dwarf is... Dwarfism, is but someday that won't be. I know. Cause it's, it's cute. Yeah, it's adorable, and there's where there's where the problem's going to be. Some full-grown <laughs> is going to start saying, oh, dwarfs are cute, or laughing at the word dwarf. And it's just like when, uh, when clothes for fat ladies, when they start changing the name of that until the new word becomes the joke, you know, big-boned. That used to be a thing. No. Plus size. Husky. Oh, not anymore. Plus size. Lane Bryant. Now it's uh, body positive. And once we start using body positive as a pejorative against them, they'll start going, well, now that one's ruined. And they'll come up with a new one. Lane Bryant used to just be the name of a store. Yeah. Now but you a, knew what it was. Now you, like, when you say it, it's like, oh, she's a Lane Bryant. Like, it's an insult. Mm-hmm. It was code for large day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> but large broad, LB. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny that Lane Bryant's initials were LB. I always found that to be hysterical. Because they get rid of the Lane Bryant part and then just try a new logo of LB. And it's fat for big fats. It's hilarious. But, you know, big and tall stores for men. They just called them big and tall stores, and dudes knew it. I'm big, and he's tall, and there's nothing we can do about now that. Now it's Destination XL. Yeah, that's right. Now they even made it worse. Hey, fatty. Oh, did they change it? Yeah. Oh, no kidding. I didn't know that. Like a goal to be, because it's backwards. XL is actually the smallest size they've got. So the destination for most people going in there is to pull her back to XL and be normal again. That's your, that's your goal. Let's get out of these 5X, 4X things and get back to XL. Destination XL. Dudes never complained about that. They could have a store called Fatty McFats a lot and just let guys go in and you got fat guy clothes here. Yeah, I like them. Women? Uh-uh. Because we'll start joking about it. And they get upset, so then you can't call it. This. They started to do it with kids' clothes. You wore husky pants. Yeah. You had to wear the huskies. And then husky became I've been into a Destination XL before. <laughs> have you? Yeah. For uh, what? Shoes. So one time I got no them. No kidding. Because they're so wide. Your round feet. A little... Elephant paws. <laughs> See, little on, it's a little. Well, they're not really cloven. I don't know what an elephant's foot tall, but it's just it's uh, like a. It's, it's, I think I got a blazer there one time. It's like an end table off of his ankle. <laughs> you got a blazer La- there? Last minute because I, I can't. You know, off the rack most of the time. Can't do it. Nope. Yeah. Split it in These half. These are gonna be too long. Yeah. When you finally, you know, uh, it's fun. Hard to find a 62 short. That's right. Yeah. Not in, unless you go to destination fat ass, <laughs> which is what they should just call it. And because guys would be, we'd be laughing all the way. Ah, it's funny. It's true. 
You called a woman store destination fat ass. <laughs> they would literally be picketing themselves. Lady XL. <laughs> Imagine that. Lady Large in charge. <laughs> we even give them power at the end. Like, I don't want to be called that. Body positive. All right. That just means you're accepting your garbage. It's hilarious. But yeah, the M word. I understand that people get upset about it and stuff. And you should probably try as hard as you can not to be offensive with it. But it is going to be a tough sell. We've got other real important words that make grown people furious. Those are the ones we got to be careful with most. Like it's like eighth on the list of things we're trying to get rid of from the grown, you know, able-bodied people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's not important to you. You don't feel like it because there's no malice in it. Yeah, you never, and I think that might be it too. Now that you, you know, just kind of get it out there. I've never once tried to bow up to a little person. I'm never that yeah. mad at him. If I'm ever mad at a little person, and I call him that, I'm going to fight a little person. What kind of person am I, am I in the first place? So I'm never really malicious by using the M word. You know, it's never out of anger or they're always adorable or cute. It's always a funny thing, and if it offends them, you're like, all right, you're fine. Stop it. You've got, you've. I hate to say this to you, you got bigger problems. <laughs> I'll get you, I will. No, you won't. Stop it. I'm not worried about you fighting me. We're not going to fight. I'm no threat. I am no threat. Your gun can't even fit in your hand. I'm not even worried about you shooting me. <laughs> like, what, are you going to throw rocks at me? Stop it, leprechaun. Get out. Damn lollipop. Because we can't get in fights with little people. That would just be aesthetically terrible. The optics of that would be awful. So if you want us to do it, give us a break. I don't say it that often. Except for in that kind of stuff, like midget racer or something like that. I don't really call those little people that. I usually say little guy. Look at that little guy. But I point them out like they're comets. If I'm at the QT and a little person goes by, and I think all of us, oh, look at that little guy over there. Because they're rare. They're a sighting. It's like seeing somebody with a third arm. Oh, look at that. You would just point it out. It's be, an oddity. be careful with the M word. They might revolt and gang up and combine themselves like Voltron. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would be neat. And then we'd all be going, oh, look at them go. We'd be all proud of them for accomplishing such a giant thing. Like none of us would ever be mad. That's that they're a group of people none of us are mad at. You would not hire a little person just because you don't like little people. They're, they're not being oppressed at all. They just don't like a word. Nobody's stopping little people from trying. We want to watch it try to get to the top shelf. It's hilarious. Like if nobody's saying you can't do that to a little person. We want you to try stuff. The more you try, the funnier it looks. <laughs> we know it and they know it. Like the real cool ones know. Like when I do stuff like run, like Brad Williams always said when I run, it's funny. And he knows dancing and he yeah. knows it's funny visually. <laughs> and he's a wonderful person. I would never try to stop Brad from doing anything. I'm not going to call him names. But I think he gives you a pass for the M word. He doesn't like it, but he gives you a pass. Because he makes fun of everything. Anyway, what are you going to do? You never pick them up. Ever. That is a rule. And they're heavier than you think. Dense. A lot of dense weight. I picked him up. Boy, oh boy. Still a back pain. <laughs> Trying to pick Brad Williams up off the ground. Don't do it. Dwarf, every now and then, might need help. What do you mean? Uh, what is the like difference? our friend uh, uh, Hanson heads? It's height mm. too in Hanson. Yeah, Hanson heads though are the main thing. So what's smaller then? I don't know. Okay, one of them has normal hands. Oh, all right. I think that's dwarf. Is that right? Yeah, it has like a full size hands. And then the other one is little something. I don't know what they call. We it. have one dwarf friend. 
Mark Trombino. He's got crazy. Every now and then. But he can drive. He's got but everything. But his hands are huge. Yeah. Human hands. So, so they're like your, your size hands yeah. and stuff. Oh, but, yeah. It's like, but it's like they cut them off of a, another person and sewed them onto him. They're they're actually beautiful hands. Like They're better than my hands. Yeah. I would, he could be a hand his, model. He could. <laughs> better than my hands. It's like you look at him, you're like, those are perfect. They might be bigger than my hands. Like oh, they are. I think they're about the size of mine. I, I, I remember saying yeah. he's got thick, like he's got nice hands. <laughs> and then the rest of them just didn't finish. He's a, ha- <laughs> he's a handsome dwarf. He's a good looking guy. Married, had a kid. Yeah. A little one. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> did he marry a little person too? Or? He did. Okay. He did. Yeah. Yeah. Very diverse family too, right? He was fun. But he also knew I can make money doing this. He would go around to yeah. schools. He'd sign. I went uh, one time to see him speak, and it's it it is amazing because it's the first time a lot of these kids have seen someone like right. Yeah. And he's like, and he addresses that. Yeah. He's like, hey, everybody, what's going on? My name's Mark, and I look just like you, except for I'm different. I've gone through puberty. You're all in jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> Want to see it? Yeah. So and and you know, mini me and all that kind of stuff. What was the visual? Oddness. But Jerry Jones did, because old people say things thinking they're being fun, step in it yesterday. I know better than to just go out on a press conference and start talking about midgets. It's not like in this forum, it's different. You don't know not to what do What kind that. of check we need to write? <laughs> okay, do I do a big check? Because it'll look huge in their hands. That'd be funny. LPA. I'm going to write this out on a giant presentation check, and when they're holding it, they'll disappear. It'd be look, great. I... Pay to the order of midge. <laughs> time of my life. <laughs> Jerry, uh, sir, you can't do that. It's Steven's team now. I don't care anymore. I have something called STFU money. So, midget it is. Maybe by Friday he'll be uh, yeah. announcing his retirement. Yeah, the, well, yeah, he and Vince McMahon will yeah. go off into the sunset together. What did you do? <laughs> Said midget. <laughs> you? Paid off a bunch of employees I fingered. Good. It's, good. it's good to be a billionaire, isn't it? <laughs> Paid hundreds of millions of dollars. Women I fingered. Oh my god! He can't have the he can't have the WWE anymore, and that is just ridiculous. Did you hear the uh, the latest stuff coming out on Weinstein? No. What did he do? The girls are talking about the you know some of the uh, girls that were accused. Details. And the trend is at least. I don't know, three or four. Said, he smelled like. Poo. Oh yeah, the thing, that he, and he had a misshapen peepee. Yes. Yeah, the first lady came out with that, and everybody's like, "Oh, stop it!" Now a bunch of ladies are saying this is it was mutilated, weird. It smelled penis. like poo, and he, and he just it just was it's hygiene. Yep. And he thought he was Adonis. He was because his wallet didn't stink. It's what Motley Crue did to groupies. Let's see how long we can go without showering until groupies finally say they won't be with us. And it never happened. I forget who told was it. Uh, Nikki was- Nikki Six told us that story. It's like we had, and it's in his book too. We had a contest of who could, and they went like a month yeah. after a show, oh. hooping, running around, stinking up all they could, and then groupies would still show up and be like, "I'm in." And he's like, "Not one groupie ever said I can't. You stink." They just did it anyway. <laughs> And because power breeds. I'm out, bro, because yeah. I can't stand hanging around yeah. with you. And one group is like, I couldn't possibly. Tommy smells like a sewer. She still, she still did it. 
And that's what Harvey Weinstein probably had that power. Like, I don't even need to clean myself. Watch this. And these girls are just holding back the tears and they're holding their breath and doing whatever it took. And that's what makes him truly a monster. Because <laughs> he was promising him stuff. Motley Crue was just like, you're going to bang one of the band members. That's your goal. I know what your goal is. You know what my goal is. We'll get this over with in 10 minutes. They're, yeah. It wasn't they like, actually want to be back there. Right. Yeah, Harvey Weinstein was like, you come in here and you do what I say or you never work. Yeah. If Tommy Lee was threatening <laughs> to never let that groupie have employment again, different story. Like Vince McMahon. That, the whole thing's nuts. Hilarious, though. And Jerry Jones probably won't be able to – he's going to have to – it's a ceremonial role. He won't be able to step away. But Steven's going to be the new superstar of the Cowboys. He's going to be doing the pressers. I just like being here in Oxnard, California with the team. we got a good chance this year. Wouldn't it be funny if we had a team of midgets? Questions? <laughs> I'm sorry about earlier this week. Sorry about We're that. We're just going to pre- uh, prepare for our preseason game against the Redskins. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, you know what I meant. You know what I meant. <laughs> Hey, uh, uh, <laughs> I have so much money I can do that. Uh, it's uh, seven twenty-five. What do you got on the big board of musical treats? Uh, wake, wake little up kiss on there? <laughs> no, wake up song brought to you by our buddies over there at Action Ride Shop. Uh, it, it's e-bike season. I should just let John tell you about his ride home oh, yesterday because it's great. He jumped up on it. Yeah, I got the e-bike. I rode it home yesterday. People honked at me. Really? Yeah, they were honking. I think I don't know if they were uh, if they recognized as you passed them. The them? <laughs> on the Forty Eighth Street in the Greenbelt, I went through the traffic calming and went by a car. I'm like, ah, this is great. I do have to figure out how to get that governor off of it, though. It protects you from killing yourself. So you start getting up around a certain miles per hour, and it just stops helping you. Restricts uh, like yeah. a golf cart almost, sort of like electric. You get up to like twenty three miles an hour, and you're cruising on a bicycle. Twenty three miles an hour is flying. And you're going, and then you try to push a little further, and it's like, no, 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 no. Oh, yeah. You and it gets get real off. hard to pedal. I think 40 is okay on that. I think so, too. I can go 80 in a car. I can go 40 on a bicycle. But it does. It keeps you from, like, it's like, look, dummy, you're going 23 miles an hour. <laughs> you're doing just fine. I wonder what else I could do. But there's more in there. We'll have to talk to Brian about uh, that. Because he said there was some stuff that you could do on your phone. I have the app. Setting. Chip it. I can't figure it out. Oh, I, have <laughs> okay. I can. I can adjust. Put some stuff. headers on that thing. Right? I maybe just put an engine on it. <laughs> but it's so cool. It's just, just. It just assists you. Yeah. It's not like something. It's Julie down the hall is like, I ain't got one of those cheater mountain bikes, and I'm like, look, it assists. That's it. And. You can barely, Julie can barely walk. You can still walk. blow your knee out on you it. Can, you can still explode a leg. <laughs> Julie hurt her leg mountain biking. I'm like, this would have stopped that. The last thing she wants is yeah. one of those. I, I, and like I said when I was riding it the first time, do you think people in the Old West were like, ugh, horses, I'm going to walk everywhere? Like eventually you're like, it's just the horse just assists you. I don't want to get on that newfangled pony. That's dumb. I'm walking everywhere because that's what I do. Stupid. This makes things better. E-bikes are the best. Rent one. You rent one and you're going to be like converted. I, I, I mean, it was, you know, five years ago with Kirby on that E-tandem in <laughs> San Diego. That is the weirdest visual I've ever <laughs> So you're in the back. You couldn't reach the I'm pedals. A, no, and- I'm the front. Kirby's in the back seat. They had to adjust so much stuff. <laughs> the, she was able to do it. The one on the back would be like 10 times she taller. She pedal. But I'm just picturing how you're short and she's tall. Oh, no, not five years ago. Oh, okay. So yeah. you're about the same height then. 
No, I was taller. <laughs> Barely. Let's be honest. Barely. But, you know, she was old enough to, uh, or, or tall enough to get on the back seat and reach the pedals and, and hang were in you? There. Did they have to adjust your seat? Nope. And tandem e bike, that's yeah. dangerous. Those are hard to ride anyway. And it got going pretty good. Oh, yeah. You started humming yeah. along with that, that person. That was in the where back. we were the one day, it was like the 5th of July. That was where that plane wrecked on the beach. Oh, yeah. And we went by because we could cut through all the traffic. <laughs> e biking around yeah. to you. All right, Daddy, let's get this going. I'll do all the pedaling since you don't reach all the way to the bottom. Light speed, Daddy. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> he took it to light speed. <laughs> yeah, they're great. Get one yeah. and play with it, and you'll, you'll it changes everything. 10% off through this month because it is e-bike season over there at Action Ride Shop. ActionRideShop.com is where you need to be. And if you think 10% off this month is good, wait till next month. <laughs> That's oh, yeah. right. Especially if you're a ginger. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. Gingers eat free. <laughs> On the list, uh, Marilyn Manson fight song for your uh, James oh, Taylor concert. So close. Uh, Nonpoint, Ghost, Dance Macabre, uh, Anthrax, Bring the Noise. They were in town last night. Uh, yeah, terror. that was an interesting mix downtown. I'll bet. The Anthrax crowd getting out at the exact same time as the James Taylor and crowd. And no throwdowns there? <laughs> well, no, because they were very <laughs> respectful. I was looking to fight. But no, no, those Anthrax people. I want to kill that old man. Uh, terror on the list, Rob Zombie, P.O.D., Suicidal, Mastodon, Mudvayne. Hatebreed was also on the bill yesterday, too. On you the pick list one. one. That would have been great respect. if James Taylor. I want to bring some fans up. Yeah. Hatebreed. They're down the road here. They just <laughs> got done opening song. up for Anthrax. I will be heard from Hatebreed. <laughs> I will be heard. It's not how it goes, James. It is tonight. Hatebreed comes out and just stands next to him. You know, let's do let's do bring the noise from Anthrax. That's a good. All right, I like that. That's a great song. I think that's in the system. Bring the noise. It is. I got it right here. All right. Arizona's most powerful, powerful rock radio station. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com.